0: You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back listeners. Today we are talking with Bentley and Stephen Edgington. Bentley, I want to know what helped you to have the courage to ask these questions though, because I know that that is the scariest thing to ask. And it's so hard to bring it up again. It's so dumb that it's still hard. Like every time I bring it up, I'm like, man, this is still hard for me. Yeah. Every single time. And I have a podcast that I talk about it on, you know, like this is so dumb, but it's so hard. So what's helped you to have the courage to do it?
1: Yeah. I think part of it is a personality thing because I will get super curious about something and I just feel like I get these questions and they get like trapped in my chest. And if I don't ask them, then I just like sit and worry about them. Like I am a much better person if I just get it out and ask, sometimes I preface those questions with I'm really scared to ask this right now like I am brutally honest when preparing us for a conversation that we have to have like I've been thinking about this all day I'm really nervous about this I'll say something like that to kind of like get that initial like bit of courage where I'm like I'm gonna be super honest with you about how I'm feeling before I ask this question just so I can like almost like be held accountable like Because I said, I'm really nervous to ask you this question. He's going to be like, okay, just tell me what it is. Right. Like it kind Mm -hmm. of like leads us into that conversation and I can't get away with it once I've said that. So that's definitely part of it. And there's
2: also this aspect of vulnerability that you're sharing, which preps the question, like I'm being vulnerable with my feelings right now, my emotions that allows the other person to have much more feeling of safety to answer honestly as well. That's great.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that if you're trying to build up courage to ask somebody like ask somebody that you're dating about pornography, I think a great way to do that is to practice in your head how that conversation starts. Because I do this sometimes. I do this like before I call somebody on the phone, right? Like I get so much anxiety that I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to practice what I'm going to say when this person picks up the phone." It's the same thing when you're going to have these tough conversations. Sometimes you've got to just like be like, "Okay, he's going to walk in the door and I'm going to say this like type of thing. Or like, we're going to get in the car and I'm just going to be like, Hey, I need to talk to you about this thing. And then he's going to say what? And then you'll have like the conversation out in your head. And it's probably not going to go the way exactly the way that you think, but it will get you like in the conversation. So you can actually start talking about it and you won't feel like you're just going in it like <laughs> blind.
0: Yeah. I really love this. My husband and I have been having a conversation, like an ongoing conversation for the last couple of weeks about suspending judgment, like what the difference between discernment and judgment is. And I promise this all relates. <laughs> but I I think that the key to this and the key to having sometimes hard conversations when it's like really scary and a lot's on the line is having curiosity and like don't make your decision yet. Like know that you can make the decision in like 24 hours or next week or next month have the conversation now just to gather information to be curious right because without that information and without really knowing each other and having the honest conversation you can't make the decision yeah right
1: definitely another thing kind of going with that is I think that I was really lucky in our second conversation that I had a reason to come at the conversation from a perspective outside of our relationship because then I was just curious right I was just Mm. like trying to gather information and figure out how things could relate in my professional life. But I think that was a really great thing for a relationship because it allowed me to enter that conversation without that judgment so that I wasn't thinking the whole time, am I going to still be dating this person when this, conversation is over. It was like, I want to know more about you and your story and like what we can do to like help others in this story and things like that. And that really helped me. It was a chill conversation. I didn't feel stressed at all.
2: And that brings me to ask, want to ask more about the first conversation again. So you just asked the question, I want to know what your fears were in asking the question. Like, what are they? What are people's fears when they ask this question? I mean, I kind of probably know some of them, but what were yours?
1: I'm trying to think because honestly, I was looking a lot down the road and you know, you're dating someone and you're thinking at this point, we're thinking pretty seriously, right? We're talking about these like conversations. It's like, is this relation going to continue? And I seriously was thinking like pornography is a big deal, right? I've like heard studies where it like changes how your brain thinks and things like this. And one of my first fears was, If we do get married, is this going to affect our sex life? Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, that was like a huge fear. Is this something we're going to have to work through together so that we can have a marriage later? And I know it was, it feels really early to be thinking about that, but because we were having those like tough conversations, that's where my mind was going. Even with like the prescription medication, I was like, okay, like let's say we do get married down the road, like what steps are we going to have to take to kind of make sure you don't relapse into that. And I think it was that same thing with pornography. Like how, what steps are we going to have to take to make sure you don't relapse back into that? Because those kinds of addictions change the way a person thinks and it changes how they react to normal situations like you wouldn't even think of. Like it changes how I think about situations. Like when we're with my family and like my mom brings out like a prescription medication bottle, you know, I'm thinking like, is Steven like, okay, is this going to be a trigger? You know, things like that. It affects you and your relationship.
0: Totally. I love that. I just also want to add Creed from my own experience, because I love that you asked that question because I've been thinking, I just feel like I can like put myself in your shoes so <laughs> easily, Bentley. <Yeah. laughs> um, but I, I've just been thinking like, why was this such a hard question to ask in, in like a dating relationship? And I think a younger me would have thought like, oh, it's because I'm afraid that the answer is yes. But as I got older and as I dated more, I realized that I knew that this was an opportunity for them to be honest with me or not. And that's what really mattered. Yeah. Even though it felt like, like, yes, was going to be so devastating. A no probably would have been more devastating to me because I probably would have known they were lying to me. Yeah. And so like the need and like asking something where I needed them to be honest with me when I knew that it was really difficult for them to be honest with me, especially if they knew anything about my background and my history, which they usually did at this point. I knew that it was going to be hard for them to tell me because I knew that they cared about me enough to not want to hurt me. But I knew that I needed to know that they would be honest, even if it hurt. And so that's what I was always so afraid of is like, is this person actually going to be honest with me when it counts? Yeah. And, and that's what I think you guys keep coming back to, which I love is that you both just needed to be honest with each other. If this relationship was going to work.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Another thing I was thinking about was I think I was more afraid of like if the answer was yes. And I think another part of that is I was afraid of like what people would think if they found out. I know that crossed my mind because as a kid, you know, you're told like pornography is bad and all those things. And I just kept thinking like. When I was in Young Women's or whatever, I had my leaders who were telling me all the time that this isn't something I should be doing. Like, what if they found out that I married someone who struggled with this? Like, Ah. that was such a scary thought to me. And I think that is another one of those personality things where, like, not everyone cares what people think. But I definitely did in that moment when he said yes. I was like... I don't want people to think that I like compromise my standards, but some advice my mom gave me on the phone. She didn't even know what I was going through, but she just said like, you don't have to marry him. Just get to know him, just date him. And I was like, oh yeah, like this is okay. I'm okay. I can just keep getting to know him. And as I got to know him more, I was like, just because this guy struggled with these things doesn't make him a bad person. He's actually an amazing person. He has so many amazing lessons that he's learned from these things. He has so many amazing traits that I just love about him. And I just was so glad that I got to know his story, even though it was scary at first.
2: I think you bring up so many beautiful things and I want to touch upon so much of it. I feel like we need another podcast episode for this, but First of all, how you thought for your next question, after you initially asked, do you struggle with pornography? It sounds like you didn't have an already set in your mind, if it's a yes, totally done. It it doesn't sound like you had that in your mind, which is wonderful. And which is sad that I feel like so many boys and girls growing up think that's how it's supposed to be. Your question was, how will this affect our relationship? And that's totally a great and honest question to have because that's totally like how this effective positively because like you mentioned we gain and we learn through any hard experience that we have in our life so steven has had these experiences that he's learned through is learning through that make him who he is which is the person you love so how how this affect our relationship positively negatively you know, just how will it affect it? And let's talk about that and, and move on from there. Not just like one and done. Can't do this anymore. <laughs> you know, I love how that was your perspective somehow. Maybe that you were taught that. I don't know how you had that, but so great. And just one other thing is, I think in this day and age, all people, both men and women, I think should come into conversations and dating, assuming someone has struggled with pornography. I feel like that makes everything so much more easier. There's a lot less fear, I feel like, with the answer of yes. I know that's so hard to, and that's just my opinion, and I I think that's going to be so hard for some people to to think. But I think just assuming yes, (laughs) and then because everybody's had at least some kind of exposure, but then you can talk about how much of it. But I think assuming yes is probably a little bit more helpful than assuming no, because most men and a lot of women have struggled with pornography. So just a couple thoughts there.
1: Mm -hmm, for sure
0: I really really love this and yes I agree Creed I think that we could have multiple episodes (laughs) with you both and learn from your wisdom and I just keep thinking man I want to hang out with these two they're so cool but I want to know as we wrap this episode up what has been maybe the biggest thing that's helped you to move forward in your relationship with everything that's been on the table
3: you want to go first
1: yeah okay I think a lot of mine is rooted in how I was raised. And I know that's not that helpful of an answer because you can't go back and change how you're raised. But like a lot of my family members were not members of the church. People very close to me were not members. And so I grew up from a standpoint that was like very accepting of people who were different. And I, my parents weren't afraid to share their mistakes with me. And so I knew, like going into it, that people aren't perfect and that people have stories and they've been through things. And so when he told me he struggled with all of these things, it was just kind of one of those like moments where I was just like, wow, this guy's been through a lot. I must be getting a really awesome person who has learned a lot of things. And that was a perspective that I kind of came out of that conversation with. Um, and it just that just like grew. So maybe someone who wants to be asking these questions with an open mind, it really is a lot of preparation in advance of just being like, if they do say yes, what is that next question? And what is my bias? If they say yes, how is that going to change how I think about them? And how can I be prepared to not have immediate negative thoughts?
3: The thing that I've learned the most from it is in previous relationships and, and even at the beginning of ours, I was always the victim. Like I labeled myself the victim when these conversations were being had. Why is this person bringing this up? Why are they talking about it? Why don't they leave me alone? Why don't they believe me? Why are they leaving me? It was always the victim. And honestly, like we've been together for over two years, but it wasn't until right now that I realized Bentley had like a lot of reason why she was stressed to bring it up. And a lot of reasons why she shouldn't have brought that up. So I was labeling myself as, oh, this is so hard on me, but it's just as hard on the other person as well. So I would say, remember that as you continue to date or continue your relationships, just that you are a partnership and you are you need to be a team and both of you are going to be bringing up stuff and neither one of you can be the victim. Both of you need to be the person to help the other one.
0: Beautiful. I love this so much. Bless you both for sharing your story. We're so grateful and so honored to have you on our podcast. And Bentley, we love what you are helping us do. Thank you both. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank you for being here, sharing all of your thoughts and experiences. So helpful. I wish every everybody could be like you too. <laughs> but um, so many things to learn. And thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah, thank you. I mean, we're only two years into our relationship, so we still have a lot to learn. (laughs)
2: That's true too, yes.
1: (laughs) Thank
0: you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue. We are not professionals, and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.